Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Out of context, this might sound a little bit weird, but Nazi Magic has done a lot for this show. It really has. The <laughs> Ananerva? Is it the Ananerva? Ananerva? <laughs> I, yeah, it's for a uh, couple of non-native German speakers. You guys did a pretty fine job there. That's uh, so and, the and there you go. And oh God! And we're canceled. Well, listen to this episode in remembrance of us, a show that was once on the air talking about Nazi magic. <laughs> no, it's an interesting. It's an interesting episode. Alakazam. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Matt. And I'm Ben. And I just got back from a vacation. Is that what they call those things? Mm -hmm. Where you're gone for a week? Mm -hmm. It was Consensually. Yes. Oh, man, it was crazy. It was the best thing I've done in a long time, besides the show, which, you know, is the best thing I've got going for me. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah, I got nothing going on. Oh, yeah? Zero? <laughs> Except for this, yeah. <laughs> well, and my beautiful wife. That yeah. Is, that's another thing. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> oh, yeah, Diana is definitely the business suit. Um, yeah, what'd you do on your vacation? I was on a ship, and it was incredible. It's the first time I've been in the water to the point where I can see no land around me whatsoever on the top of a ship. It was incredible. Just open ocean, huh? Yeah, it gives you 
it gave me lots of creative ideas just about the earth and that old saying, as above, so below, that feeling that you get when you see the horizon line uh, of just water beneath you and just air above you, mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. As above, so below. It's funny that you say that because that's a little bit occultish, isn't it? It's a little bit occultish. Hmm. Hmm. And what were we talking about this week? Uh, some group of people that are really well known. Uh, it was a political movement, and I can't put my finger okay. on it. Because when you said some group of people that were really well-known, my first guess was Kiss. <laughs> they are some of the most well-known people in the world. That's true. Isn't that weird? That is true. But these guys, they had some kind of symbol. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nazis and, oh. and magic. Oh, Nazis. I was way off. Yeah. Well, both groups, in my defense, have a love of uniforms. <laughs> that's true. Sorry. No offense, Kiss. I'm kidding. <laughs> a little less face paint. Uh, in the Nazis. Yeah, arguably. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Matt and I are here today, as always, with our super producer, Noel Brown. Uh, today's question, Matt, is Did the Nationalist Socialist Party or Nazis mm-hmm. really try to practice magic? Yes, they tried. They tried to practice what? magic. They uh, really did. Uh, they had a lot of interest in the occult. Okay, all right. Uh, well, that's our podcast, ladies and gentlemen. All right, and that's it. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, find us on Facebook. Oh, no, we, we got more? Uh, yeah, we've got we've got a little more, right? I mean, because it, this is something that's such a popular idea, right? Because we hear about it all the time. And, you know, we can we can talk about some examples of that, but it's important for us to remember that when we say the Nazis really did try to practice magic or have a cult interest. We're talking about members of the Nazi party, not yes. necessarily everybody. Not right? not boots on the ground guys, perhaps a few of them, but uh, we cannot make a huge generalization like that. They're key members. Yeah. Oh, are, that's good. Yeah, who were interested in the occult. Uh, we can see this, the fascination in culture, like new culture about Nazis. If you look at video games, mm-hmm. Wolfenstein series, the uh, Call of Duty series. Oh even. yeah, all the yeah the zombies, Nazi zombies, all over the place. My buddy Charlie loves that. Uh, even, oh, even movies. We, we mm-hmm. you mentioned Dead Snow. Oh and man, Dead Snow. There's I, the one about the uh, Mars or something. Iron Nazi, Sky. Iron Sky. They they have a moon base. Yes. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's that's weird because in that I in that film uh, it talks about another prevalent theory about Nazis, which is the discovery of some alternative form of energy, which you and I have looked at a lot. We uh, we found that yeah. these are not, they're not mutually exclusive, the mm-hmm. idea of the occult and magic and this form of energy. Right. They seem to be connected. Oh, yeah. And uh, and that's because of, sorry, man, I oh, keep yeah, cutting yeah. you off. No, no, please. That has to do with this thing called the Thule or Thule society mm. or the vril society as mm. well mm-hmm. yeah there were this is this is a weird thing that you and i discovered as well let's be honest matt when we do our show stuff they don't want you to know there are certain groups or individuals that will always have thousands of at times contradictory theories surrounding them you know there are international bankers and 
newsflash, a uh, few of those theories are distressingly and disturbingly true. Oh, yes. Yeah. And there are groups that are amorphous and aren't necessarily a certain people, like the New World Order or the even the Illuminati, which are yeah, a lot of different people are associated with that term. Mm-hmm. And then you've got groups like the Nazis. Right, yeah. The Nazis are a group that we continually return to. We've done Nazis and UFOs. Uh, we've looked at some questions about whether or not Hitler actually died when he mm-hmm. supposedly died, which is still an interesting story. And That one's up in the air for me still. Yeah, we're going to have to look into that one. And then the rat lines and all this other stuff. But one thing that we continually return to, as we're saying, it's the Nazis. And here's something interesting we found while we were working on our series this week. Uh, first, we had our classic video remixed by Matt, which is, did Nazis practice magic? And we talk about a lot of this stuff. And we found out while we were doing this, that occult societies and secret societies were crazy common at the time, you know, the interwar period between World War One, World War Two, and Germany, and the Thule or Thule Society, as we talked about, was one of the big ones. It started out as the study group for Germanic antiquity, and this was an occult society, and it was also something called a Hulkish group. And that's with a V, but pronounced the German way, right? And you might be asking yourself, what is Hulkish? It's a movement in Germany that focused on folklore. And you can think of it kind of as a way of romanticizing and idealizing the this image of the German people that they had. Ah, uh, yeah. A, a pristine image, uh, almost... All, um, an iconic image of the yeah. German people. Yeah, that's good. Bucolic, right? Yes. And this is an important thing because in the modern age, it's easy for us to think that Adolf Hitler just decided to have crazy racial beliefs mm-hmm. or or crazy nationalist beliefs or whatever you want to call them. However, the fact of the matter is that these were fairly common in not just Germany, but in Europe for most of the time. And some of those ideas, you know, res- have a resurgence in Europe today. So this ethno-nationalistic belief says that there is a an inherent quality in someone's lineage that determines your behavioral status or your personality or your abilities. So in some ways, this is similar to other belief systems like those in East Asia. Here's looking at you, North Korea, because I've read The Cleanest Race based on some... I I read way too much about North Korea. So there is still this this same belief in what would ultimately be called ideas of racial purity. What is The Cleanest Race? The Cleanest Race is a book by a scholar on North Korea that describes the ultimate aim of propaganda or the narrative created by the North Korean government, which depicts the people of North Korea as a pure, innocent, vulnerable people who are the cleanest and the best people in out of the world out of the world. Wow, who are somehow oppressed by... The outside world and must be protected from that world. Wow. And that the the narrative of that propaganda is surely changing. This was a fairly recently written book, but it's surely changing as more 
uh, North Korean citizens gain access to outside information. Holy but, crap! So, so let's yeah. Sorry, uh, no, that's awesome. I, I'm really glad you told me that because I I would have no idea, and I think our listeners would. Uh, I think we all are happy that you told us what that oh, is. We'll see. So anyway, back to the Thule Society or the Thule. I'm just going to say Thule because that's what I've said. So right on. apologies to anybody else listening that wants to correct me. Originally, it was a cover name for an offshoot of a different secret society that I'm going to paraphrase as the German Order of the Holy Grail. And the Thule Society became official in 1918. And you had to sign a document swearing to uphold racial purity. All right, so you had to be so Aryan, so, so very Aryan. So Aryan and continue to be Aryan throughout your days. No Roma, can't marry in, into anyone who is, I, I, I don't know, what, uh, who is from Mongolia or, God forbid, Jewish or anything like that. And again, this was, this was a fairly common idea. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that sounded crazy to the average person in Germany at the time. The name Thule or Thule, and I'll, I'll say Thule as well, uh, comes from a mystical land called Ultima Thule. According to these Nazi mystics, this was the capital of an ancient place called Hyperborea which they believed lay somewhere in the north between Greenland and Iceland. And this was the supposed true home of the original founders of civilization. Again, according to this ideology, the Aryans. And before we go on, Matt, I do want to take a moment to thank a listener on YouTube who said that we we were making some assumptions by starting out from a place where we said the occult or the Aryans mm-hmm. or this lost civilization idea is not real. It is possible because, you know, as you and I found out when we we're doing our episodes on lost cities, people just lose entire cities. And civilizations, it, it's possible. I guess we have to keep an open mind about it. It's just improbable, that's all. Well, we know, yeah. That's a good way to say it. We know that lost civilizations have occurred, do occur, and will occur. We may very well be living in a future lost civilization, right? But the question is, is their version of a civilization an actual lost civilization? So anyway, uh, like you said, they, they identified a lot of things. They connected quite a few things. And this hyperborea that they believed in, this ultima... Thule, Ultima Thule, this was maybe known by some other names. Yeah, you can look to Atlantis uh, as uh, the same kind of place or even a possible uh, synonym for, Mm -hmm. uh, how do you say, Hyperborea? Yeah, Hyperborea, uh, Lemuria. Yeah, there are all kinds of names for the same kind of mystical place of origin. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And this society predates what would later become known as the Nazi Party. Uh, but they had members of the Nazi Party at their shindigs and soirees, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some guests of the Tool Society included Nazi officials like uh, Rudolf Hess. You're looking at Dietrich Earhart. But interestingly enough, not 
Adolf Hitler. Oh, okay. It should also be known that the Tool Society officially disbanded in 1920, at least officially. Officially. Yeah. One fun fact, Ben, mm -hmm. is that the designer of the original swastika that the Nazis used was, in fact, a Thule member, and his name was Friedrich Krohn. Ah, uh, okay. So that's pretty interesting because we do we know that the swastika dates back, predates the founding of the Nazi party. And one interesting story that I read about why the swastika was chosen is because in our video... We talk about how the Thule Society and, and some of these other groups were inspired by the guy who discovered Troy, a German archaeologist who mm -hmm. rediscovered Troy in 1870, and he allegedly found some swastikas there. It's a very old, ancient symbol, and it's also, you know, Native Americans have used the swastika. India has used it, or people in India, mm -hmm. not the whole country. But... To our big question with this organization, did they do actual occult stuff? Yes, again, yes. Oh, okay, all right. There's no sort of there. There's not. again, we're done. So, all right, <laughs> no, no. Uh, they would at least get together to celebrate pagan holidays like solstice and so on. They'd also uh, taught philosophies based on astrology and interpretations of. Freemasonry, of all things. Oh, okay. All right. I see. And maybe we can do a Freemasonry podcast one day. We've probably got some Freemasons listening in. We need to get somebody in this room, sit in this chair, uh -huh. and actually talk to us. Maybe yeah. we can garble their voice. I don't know who oh, we'll get. Oh, yeah. Let's get a guest. Guys, uh, let us know in our email who we should have as a guest. Let us know on Twitter or Facebook. Here's the next thing. We're, we're talking about organizations in the Nazi party or around that time that participate in occult things. One of my favorite of these organizations, Matt, which you mentioned earlier, is the Vril Society, or should we say the alleged Vril Society. Yes. So what's that, and why do we have to say the alleged Vril Society? We have to say alleged because no one has officially proven that Vril Society actually existed. There are numerous re reports by skeptics and believers alike that there was some kind of secret society operating in Germany that sought to discover some kind of energy that was uh, not known at the time, uh, some new form of energy. Uh, um, or a rediscovered form of energy. Yes, exactly. And you can check out our Nazi, I think we have it published on our new site. Yeah, we mm -hmm. do on the new YouTube. Check it out. It's about Nazi UFOs. And it's interesting. Yeah, and it's also on our website, stuff they don't want you to know dot com. If you're uh if you're the kind of person who doesn't want to be on YouTube since mm -hmm. they made the G plus move. You know, that's so crazy. We understand. Yeah. One G mail to rule them all. Oh, and in the darkness bind them, right? Yeah. And uh, uh and all of this is based on a novel, not all of it, but a lot of it is based on this novel, Vril the power of the coming race and that's the idea of that's why they they think the name Vril Society was mm, used okay uh, it's it's a book from 1871 it was a novel by Edward Butler Lytton or Lytton mm -hmm. and it was originally printed as the coming race and many believed it's an account from a superior subterranean master race Ben oh, oh okay. <laughs> and the energy form mm -hmm. that they're talking about is in fact called Vril at least according to this novel. 
Now, here's where I will be a little bit skeptical. So Edward Bulwer-Lytton, his novel there is fiction. It That's is true. fiction. He said it was fiction. He said it was fiction. I'm repeating this. <laughs> uh, he also, and this is just a neat little historical side note here, he also, I believe, is the winner for the worst opening sentence of a novel in English. It wasn't this novel. Okay. It's different, and it's a it's a weird description. We'll, you'll have to check it out, or maybe we can bring it to a link on our website. But, yes, so this name, according to the stories, inspired this society. But at this point, there's no solid historical evidence for the existence of of such a society, although there is some pretty compelling stuff about Nazi experimentation oh, with yeah. other forms of energy, right? I would just like to say that, it to me, the Vril Society, if it did exist, would be kind of like a fandom community for, yeah. this, for this novel. You know what? That's a really good point. And how weird is that, if that truly did inspire some of these horrifying things and horrifying practices? pretty messed up that is strange fiction does have such a power it does that's a really good point matt sorry i didn't mean to uh, no, get no, us no. off the rails yeah i'm sorry i, I started zoning out you guys sometimes <laughs> uh sometimes one of us will make a point that seems phenomenally deep to the other person and we'll just sort of tune out and think about that. <laughs> sorry that one other thing ben yeah. really fast there is another popular book called the morning of the magicians uh, and this is the one that made people think that the vril society was real right yeah the, this is from 1960 and it suggested that a secret quote vril society existed in pre-nazi berlin mm -hmm. uh, however again there's no absolutely no historical evidence that that society existed you see me getting excited across the see. table here right yeah I, it's not just the coffee i'm thrilled to mention one of the biggest groups that does have historical evidence behind it, and that is the Ananelb. The Ananelb, you say? <laughs> yes, yes. The Ananelb. It is, is one of the most fun things to say. It is. We have probably alienated some of our co-workers, because Man. Matt and I sit across from each other, and there's a wall that divides <laughs> us, so we, if, we will stand up and talk over that wall, or sometimes just say things and not know if the other person's on headphones, it's right? It's true. It's true. And when we this week when we've been hopping up and going, Oh Ben, did you see about the Ananab? <laughs> uh, everyone just gets a little uncomfortable, including ourselves. Right, yeah, because we continue talking in, in the in our horrible voices about that. <laughs> but this is the real Nazi magic department, and it all depends on a guy that you probably remember from some of our earlier works on this, a fellow named Heinrich Himmler. Yeah, he was born in 1900. What a fun year to be born in. He developed the SS. That's important. He developed the SS, and he oversaw a lot of the work of the Ananerb. He also built extermination camps, and he directed the course, unfortunately, of the Holocaust. Right. It's important, vital even, for us to remember that despite how some of this might sound to the very skeptical, right, to the people who think magic is silly or absurd, that this was not just some silly, absurd man. He was doing things that were on a large scale and horrific. He was an, an intensely 
serious dude that did some horrible things, and he turned the SS into a racially based secret society. Uh, and he even used pagan rituals with this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sought to uh, supplant Christianity as a practice amongst SS officers, which we talked about a little bit in one of our videos, by uh, taking out Christian holidays, you know, Easter, Christmas, all that stuff, which is, you know, I'm just going to say it, which is already based on pre-existing pagan holidays. Mm-hmm. That's just true. Yeah. And uh, well, he, he even replaced yeah. a lot of the symbols mm-hmm. uh, using runes, mm-hmm. ancient runes, um, even Odinism. Yeah, he wanted to get people back into worshiping Odin. Oh, that's heavy. Yeah, and uh, this this all leads to a very strange situation. Of course, if you're one of the officers who has to do this and tell your kids, "Hey, guys, we're just doing solstice now." Yeah, sorry kids, no Christmas for you. Yeah, it's a it's a very it must have been a very weird household conversation for a lot of those people. So, Matt, why and when did he found the Ananeb? He founded the Ananeb in 1935. Why, you ask? Oh, uh why did he do that? <laughs> he did it to discover or really to create a new mythology, a new history and a folklore of Germany. He he really wanted to reflect the wolkish attitudes of the nationalist society. I see. A politically correct version of history as they saw it. Yeah, that was... It would end up being horrifying. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast, 
I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts so, uh, the Ananelb, uh, comes from a pretty obscure German word. Um, it means something inherited from forefathers. And the, the official mission of this, of this big department is to unearth new evidence of accomplishments and deeds of ancestors of the Germanic people using, and here's the tricky part, science. Yeah, exact scientific method. So in reality, the Ananerv was in the business of myth-making. At least Ooh. that's what we've found. Its prominent researchers devoted themselves to uh, changing the truth, distorting the truth, and putting out these carefully tailored pieces of evidence that would support the ideas of Mein Fuhrer, of Adolf Hitler. And he believed that only the Aryans, this fictional Nordic race of the tall, flaxen-haired men and women, blonde... Uh, mm -hmm. from Northern Europe, that they were possessed with the genius required to create civilization. Only them. Only those people. And most modern Germans, he claimed, were descended from these ancient Aryans. Now, this is interesting because you always hear, in the United States at least, various members of Congress saying, oh, you're politicizing the issue, or yeah. uh, you're politicizing the issue, which are the only two congressional voices I can do. Guess who they are? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let uh, us know. Write in. Let us know right, who you think yeah. they are. Hint, they're not in the same party. But uh, the the point is that... This is a very dangerous thing for science in general when someone needs a politically expedient answer because it usually means something that supports their political aims. 
So no one is really going up to Adolf Hitler and saying, uh, well, we think that civilization was probably not started by these people that you no. just decided was started by. You cannot do that. Right. But uh, they can't do that and expect to keep their job exactly. at the very least. And again, as we have said, it is completely possible that entire civilizations have been lost to history. We just don't have proof that the beliefs that these people had were in any way true. So science had failed forever to uncover proof of this master race starting civilization in some Promethean way um, and being ultimately responsible for all human culture. So the idea was to Heinrich Himmler that we can discover this stuff by, I don't know, creating it, guiding it, molding it a little bit. So that's why the, uh, the NNAB researched historical archaeological evidence of this race that up to now did not have much proof of its existence, right? Yeah, that's right. And Himmler essentially created the most well-funded, I like how you put this, most well-funded folklore department in history. Billions. You know I love folklore, Matt. Yeah. I love that stuff, and folklore classes were some of my favorite classes in in the history of my education. But folklore isn't, you know, it's not like engineering it's hmm. a it's not a very well moneyed pursuit so this became a million deutschmark industry for the, the germany at the time and uh we have some list of things that they researched just to give you a just to give you a bit of a sense of the depth and breadth of this. Yes, and we're going to read these in English, correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. not going to tackle that German. I feel <laughs> okay. like I've already accidentally been offensive enough. Well, let's just go down the list then, shall we? Sure. We've first got Indo-Germanic Aryan language and cultural studies. Mm-hmm. And then we also have uh, Germanic cultural studies and landscape science. We've got Indo-Germanic faith history. Indo-Germanic historical jurisprudence. We've got Indo-Germanic and German music. Mm-hmm. And then Germanic-German folklore. Ethnic research and folklore. Folk tales, fairy tales, and myths. And even runes, alphabets, and symbols. And that all goes under one branch of the Anden Arab, and that branch was social science. But there was also the natural science branch. And here's where we find hard evidence of Nazi occult practices. Yeah, this is where you get into... Descriptive and Applied Natural History. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and listen, because these start out a little bit innocuous, yeah. but you'll see what we're talking about soon. They also did biology. Entomology. Astronomy. Horse breeding. Botany. Plant genetics. Spelology, cave explorations. Scientific history. That's kind of vague. Here we go. Applied geology. Geochronology. Nuclear physics. Folk medicine. Osteology. Survey of the so-called occult sciences. What? <laughs> yeah, uh, and they had so-called in there to make it seem a little bit more level-headed than it was, but they really did travel to Finland and meet people they mm-hmm. thought were witches, and they really did enlist uh, psychic experiments. And the last one that we, we would be remiss if we didn't mention was military scientific research. This 
became the charnel house. Yep. This is a house of horrors where they started collecting skeletons of people they had killed, doing barometric pressure tests, and that was maybe one of the most frightening things is that was one small part of this giant institution where, you know, in, in another part of Germany, people are researching horse breeding. Yeah, man. And it's, gosh, this is just something I wanted to bring up. We, yeah. you mentioned Indiana Jones in our vlog mm-hmm. and, you know, Indy, Indy had to deal with Nazis several times. Yeah. He kept running into them. Well, it's interesting to note that these quote Nazi archaeologists end quote were the basis for the for Indy running into these people because there really were expeditions that the Nazis took to discover all kinds of antiquities, um, antiques, and lost civilizations. Oh, and now we're into our here's where it gets crazy mode. Uh-oh. All right. Because there's a lot of stuff that we actually don't know and may never know about Zan and Eb and about the uh, actions or findings of the Nazi archaeologists we know that they we we know that there were two and perhaps contradictory kind of purposes we know that one they were building mythology or propaganda and they were aware of this and they were doing it purposefully and then we know on the other hand they really did believe in some of these things they really did believe there was a holy grail they could find mm-hmm. a spear of destiny stuff like that and if that's true and we have to ask ourselves, did they find anything? And how would we know? Right. And then we go into other stuff like, do we know what actual magic the Nazis practice? Because a lot of times you do that kind of stuff in a dark hole somewhere yeah, with, with torches and nobody can see you and you don't really write down notes. Yeah. Occult means hidden. Yeah. And uh, then there's the idea of the Black Sun. What is the relationship between this stuff, the science, this magic, this symbolism? What about the reports that some concentration camp survivors had of being forced to work underground near V2 rocket assemblies? You know, what about the reports of the guys in Operation Epsilon, mm-hmm. um, where they were recorded for a while? As in the farmhouse. Yeah, in that farmhouse. And they talked about some stuff, which makes us wonder is... Was it just like a handy code? A lot of what they, one of my favorite quotes from that, and I'm not going to have the exact quote, but when one of the guys remarked, wow, do you think they have microphones in here? Do you think they're listening to us? And the other guy said, well, no, they don't, they don't know all the Stasi uh, techniques. Come on, this is Americans. Mm. (laughs) And there for now, we're going to have to cut it short. There's a lot of stuff we didn't get to, but the rest may be a story for another day. Please check out our stuff about Nazi magic if you haven't yet. And let us know what else we should look at. Again, there's a great book on this, a very controversial book called The Brotherhood of the Bell, Mm -hmm. which goes into uh, some of the ideas about Vril. And uh, there really is a flooded underground or a flooded mine, right, Matt? Yeah. That no one's had access to for a while and no one knows what's in there. So this does end on a little bit of a mystery. And that's the best part about all of this. It's a mystery, but it's food. It's so much food for thought. And that's why I love these topics. And I know every once in a while we get comments on our YouTube page. Hey, why are you covering Nazis? Ugh. Nazis, come on. Right. And again, like we said at the top, they're covered a lot in this subject area. But the that fascination with the unknown is always going to be with this group. And I think 
That's why we're going to go back. And we're this is not the end for Nazis for us, Ben. Mm-hmm. In about a year, I'm sure we'll be back in Nazi territory. Uh, one other thing, just because we're talking about magic, I want to mention, and I don't usually plug other podcasts, but and I know everybody knows about the WTF pod, but Mark Marin had the amazing Jonathan on his show. Do you do you remember the amazing Jonathan mm-hmm. from TV? Mm-hmm. Uh, fairly famous magician back in the nineties, eight late eighties, nineties, yeah, mid nineties. Yeah, I remember watching him on TV a lot. Anyway, it's a fascinating interview that's super heavy. Uh, and I would not expect it. I didn't expect it. Anyway, you should check that out. <laughs> uh, yes, and while you're checking stuff out on the Internet, we want you guys to know you are welcome but not obligated to nominate or vote for us on the Streamy Awards. Uh, we would really appreciate it. We are a free show. Uh, our sponsor, Illumination Global Unlimited, uh, gives us a pretty free reign with this stuff, and we hope that we're covering things that you would like to hear. Speaking of that, real quick, before we get out, because uh, the crew at Tech Stuff is going to kill us. Mm-hmm. We get too much over our time. Um, I thought maybe we could just read some tweets. All right, yeah. I would like to thank Freaky Fire, by the way, at Freaky Fire, our friend Heather, for nominating us already. Oh, yeah, that's true. I just saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Heather just said, just nominated some faves for the streamies uh, named Us, along with Forward Thinking, Brain Stuff, and then Mom Stuff Podcast. That's Sminty, Stuff Mom Never Told You. So we're, we're grateful. We really appreciate that. And uh, let's see, another one. Joel wrote to us and said, what do you guys think is up with the Hellmouth Hole in Yamal, Siberia? Y-A-M-A-L. Um, we're digging into this, but we wanted to let you guys know, too, so you don't have to wait for us to tell you. We want to hear more about what you think. Is that the old giant hole or the new sinkhole slash whatever hole that just appeared in Siberia? I think it's the one that just appeared. Okay. Uh, and then we had somebody say that we should sell T-shirts. Rachel said, you guys should sell T-shirts with Here's Where It Gets Crazy on them. So we retweeted and asked if people would, and we had some people say, uh, yeah, take a, try it out. We'll buy one. And then we had, uh, we had Victor say that we should talk more about sleeper agents. What do you think about that? Most definitely. Um, and then we've got something that we'll go ahead and retweet right now, which is um, our friend uh, Bjarti, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, said they were found 10,000-year-old rock paintings depicting aliens and UFOs found in uh, Chittisgara, India. And that's reported by the Times of India, so we're going to go ahead and retweet that right now. And let's see, I think that's enough for now because we ended with a retweet right mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to get out of here I think in our some of our next episodes we'll probably do some listener mail what do you think man oh most definitely it's time again and if you want to talk to us find us on Facebook find us on Twitter we are conspiracy stuff on both of those go to our website stuff they don't want you to know dot com look I know I'm advertising our stuff to you and you know what it is already unless you're a brand new listener and even then you're like man why are they talking to me about this stuff well guess what go man just do it it's awesome and that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, you can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is one eight three three stdwytk If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iheartradio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. 
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the my cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend Jon Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.